Hi, and welcome to PodCash, the portable professional development podcast from Cash. My name's Dawn, and I edit Cash Alumni, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Whereas usually I'd interview an interesting subject specialist and talk to them about all of the exciting things that they get to do, today we're going to talk a little bit about the exciting things that I get to do and how Cash Alumni might be able to help you in your career in care, health and education. Now, as we've seen recently, there's loads and loads of change happening in health and social care and in early years education and a lot of adaptation having to go on in that older bit of education in primary and secondary school because of some of the circumstances that have been created at the minute. But there's lots of change in those industries all of the time. They're growing and shaping and changing and there's new stuff introduced and there's best practice discovered and things that we find out that that shape the way that that industry looks. So for example, in early years education, we recently saw a new role introduced for physical health and activity coordinators and nutrition. Um, and that PANCO qualification was created to support that new role. Um, we also see an emerging interest and development in, in neuroscience in early years education. And it's possible that there'll be roles created within settings to support that difference in, in children's learning. We've also seen huge changes in how recruitment happens within those industries and within the care, health and education sector we see a lot more values-based recruitment than we've seen before. If you want to know a little bit more about values-based recruitment and how it differs from other types of recruitment and what employers might be looking for, there's some really nice support around that in the careers information section on Cash Alumni um, written by Tracy Walters from CareerWave. The careers information section on Cash Alumni is actually quite a helpful place to start if you're looking for information about careers in care, health and education. There's quite a lot of articles on there from different careers advisors within the sector and from those with specialisms in those different subject areas. There are also some quite nice careers interviews with people who work in the sector and who are doing job roles that you might not have considered when having your cursory glance at what's available. It's not just the jobs that you immediately associate with a sector area that it's possible to move into. It might be, for example, that you've thought about being a teacher, but you haven't necessarily considered being a drama teacher that travels around different schools. Whilst that might be a little bit more difficult at the moment, there are lots of new and exciting ways that people are finding to do that. It might be that you've got a digital background and that you want to do something to support more home learning. And at the minute, that really is possible to carve out your own career path within this exciting and developing sector. There's also some advice and support within that careers information section for people who might be struggling within the job they've got at the moment. There's some really nice stuff from Ruth McGuire on how to talk to your boss about difficult things or how to address difficult situations at work. What happens if you need to raise a grievance and who should you talk to? There's a little bit of soft support with that sort of stuff too. But what happens if you're really not sure where you want to go next? Or what it is that's stopping you from getting where you want to be? I've met loads of really brilliant practitioners in the time that I've been lucky enough to work with Cash Alumni. And lots of you don't know how brilliant you are. I think 
there's a real thing within care, health and education where as professionals you're so focused on how brilliant other people are and how to get the best out of them that sometimes you only see potential in yourself rather than all of the amazing things that you've achieved. You just see what's left to go. And whilst that is an admirable quality, it doesn't help you get to where you deserve to be. So I would really, really encourage you to have a think about what it is that you enjoy. What are the bits of your job that bring you the most excitement and that make you want to go to work in the morning? And it's it's possible that they're the bits of your job that you're the best at, that they're the bits that you invest the most in. And maybe there's space to develop in those areas to make them more of your job and It might be that there's other stuff available that concentrates more on those parts, like that physical health, nutrition and activity coordinator job that we talked about earlier on. But how do you find out about jobs that you don't know that exist? I certainly didn't meet many careers advisors in my time as a careers advisor who always thought that that's what they'd do for a career. In fact, I bet there's lots of us who never expected to be where we are now when we planned what we were going to do for a living. It's almost impossible to be able to train for your dream job if you don't know what your dream job is. But at the same time, your dream job might not exist yet. There's so many new jobs happening all of the time as technology, as best practice, as the way that we work evolves that it might be that your dream job doesn't even exist yet. So there are some things that we can do to make it easier to train in the right direction. And one of those is really, really simple and that's just to identify what it is that we enjoy about the job that we do at the minute and the bits of that job that we enjoy are the bits that we might want to develop further in. It might be that it's difficult to identify the bits of the job that we do at the minute that we enjoy. Sometimes we can get really stuck in the weeds and things can become difficult and it can take away some of the excitement that we used to feel for things that we loved. So there are some additional tools that we can use to help us to identify not only the bits that we enjoy but also the bits that we're good at and to identify the tangible skills that we have from the experience that we might take for granted. One of those tools is the National Career Services Careers Finder tool, which can suggest careers areas that you might be interested in and point you a little bit in the right direction of how to get started. We've got something that goes a step further and Skills Minor was added to Cash Alumni earlier this year. And SkillsMiner is a platform which uses a chatbot to chat through to you, um, a little bit like an employability advisor, which is a job I've done in the past, um, about the things that you've done and about the job roles that you've had, about the experience that you've gained, and just generally about the things that you like, um, to be able to point you towards not only long-term careers and career areas, but also real live job vacancies from the internet and real qualifications to help you to get to where you want to be and also I help you identify where those stepping stones are from where you are now to there because where a qualification might be the thing that you need to or want to do to get to that next level of career your career 
It might be that you're looking for a job in the meantime that is more aligned with who you are and what it is that you want to achieve. It's really easy to get started with Skills Miner if you want to and the initial chatbot experience takes anywhere from five to ten minutes and it's really really non-confrontational and not scary at all. Um, in fact it's really fun to play with and the chatbot does seem very very human. Once you've got an idea about the area that you might want to develop in or if you've been in the sector for a long time and you just want to refresh how you feel about something there's quite a lot that you can do without having to do qualifications. It might be that actually you've got a bedrock of qualifications and it's more about building your knowledge and your experience base. So you might want to start by reading some articles from experts in those topic areas that you're interested in. Articles from Mini Yonkbaya, Stephen Mordew, one of those experts examining that area that they work in. And you can find those on Cash Alumni. And again, you can find those video resources in that top right hand corner in with those articles where Louise Mercieca talks about nutrition and how you can apply that in different environments, whether that's health, care or education to support the people that you look after. But there's also loads of informal learning available elsewhere on the Internet in the form of podcasts and YouTube videos and Twitter has some great groups and hashtags that you can use to keep up to date with your professional development. There are groups like the EY Twitter tag team who stay in touch via Twitter and who have sort of become the EY tag team more recently with their Instagram account where they have guided discussions and moderated discussions as well as more general supportive and nice chat between practitioners looking for a community online especially now that we're all either at home or prepared to be at home at any given moment. It's nice to be able to access a community of other practitioners online where you know you can talk things through. It might be that you haven't necessarily thought about those bits of reading having a lot of value beyond the information that they hold. But if you're looking at continuing your career or moving in a different direction, having a bit of a read around and making sure that you genuinely are interested in a topic and not just the idea of a topic is really important. If you're going to commit to a qualification or a course or a brand new career, it's important to make sure that it really is the right thing for you. And one of the ways that you can do that is exploring the topic and the content area and making sure that A, you're really interested and B, you're at the right level in terms of your study. It might be that you already have more knowledge than you think you do and that you might need to start at level two or level three instead of an introductory session. Equally, you might discover that there's gaps in your knowledge that you want to fill before you go into a classroom setting or before you look for an apprenticeship at that next level up. Speaking of apprenticeships, there's lots and lots of myths still around about what an apprenticeship is. And there's lots of people who think that apprenticeships are just for young people. And that's not true at all. When I worked in welfare to work and employability, there were lots of people that I worked with who retrained and who got entire new careers through apprenticeships as grown-ups, as well as being a way to get a new career and study in something absolutely brand new. 
An apprenticeship can be a good way to level up and to start working at a new position in the same career that you're working in now. It might be that you can do a level four, a level five, a level six or a level seven qualification through an apprenticeship within your sector area and continue to get paid and to work the same way but also put that legwork in and get that extra qualification to either recognise the job that you do now and the work that you do now and make you better at it or to help you to get on that next step or in that next future goal. You can find some information about apprenticeships and how to find one in that careers information section or just do searching on the Cash Alumni website. And the National Apprenticeship Service is a great place to look for independent support. If you do want to do some learning and you're not ready to commit to a full qualification yet, it is possible to find more bite-sized or smaller pieces of learning in the form of courses or e-learning. And they're not always necessarily accredited. There's loads and loads of really confusing terminology around courses and qualifications. And it's important to remember that whilst a qualification will usually be the result of a course, a course won't always result in a qualification. And even having a certificate doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be recognised by all employers. And there's some legwork to do. There's a little bit of running around that is important to do when you're trying to decide where to spend your money and sometimes more importantly where to spend your time in terms of your study. The key difference between a course and a qualification or a regulated and a non-regulated qualification is that a regulated qualification will appear on the off-qual framework. It will appear on that register of regulated qualifications on the Ofqual website. And that register of regulated qualifications is like a bookcase. And Ofqual is the regulator of English qualifications on that bookcase. If it's not on that bookcase, it's not a recognised regulated qualification. And that can be important. It's not always important. But it might be if your qualification is licensed to practice. So for example, if your qualification is one that is a gatekeeper to a particular career, or if you need to count within the ratios of staff to children or staff to people that you're supporting. It might be important because you need a certain level of qualification to do different jobs. For example, some jobs require a degree before they'll allow you in. So if you believe that you're going to be studying a qualification, it's useful to look it up on that off-qual register and to make sure that it appears on the register of regulated qualifications so that employers can also check the qualification that you've got and how that translates in terms of other qualifications and where it sits on that bookcase. If you don't need a qualification and you're just looking for more knowledge or more skills in a certain area, it might be that you're looking to better your practice or you're looking to develop in an area where there isn't a qualification yet. Then it may be that actually you do need a, a continuing professional development course or a continuing professional development qualification that is non-regulated. That might be something that is delivered through your employer and you might receive a certificate to show that you've done it 
you might receive a CPD accredited certificate or a a certificate that has points attached in terms of the number of hours of learning that you've done that's been benchmarked by an awarding organisation or by an official body. And they've got real tangible worth um, and are often something that it's really worth showing an employer or a learning institution as part of your application. But they're also great for just your own development and for understanding more about something that you're interested in and something that can support those that you work with. Just because something isn't a regulated qualification doesn't mean that it holds no value. It holds immense value and can be really, really good at helping you to get where you want to be. But it is important to know that it's not necessarily checkable. And you might want to do a little bit more work recording the sorts of things that you learn during that course and recording the outcomes of that learning so that you can discuss it and what you learned with an employer or with other professionals and really share that practice and that knowledge and show, demonstrate your understanding of that topic. And that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about because you could be the best practitioner in the world but not being able to sell your skills or reflect on your practice is going to put you at a disadvantage when you're looking for other work or even when looking for promotion or for progression in the organisation that you work in now. You've got to be able to reflect on what you do to get better at it. So if you can't talk about all of the skills and the experience that you've got or discuss what went wrong and be able to solutionise and look for ways that it might be better in the future, then you're not necessarily going to be in the best place to move on or to learn more. Being able to reflect on what we can do is a great way to figure out what we can't do, but it's also a really good way to identify which skills we have that we can spread to colleagues and support other people with and sometimes it's just nice to have a little bit of a reflect to give her a boost and to make her realize that the stuff that we do every day that we might take for granted because we're so good at it is actually beneficial and useful to other people and it doesn't come that naturally to everybody. Obviously being able to talk about and to sell your skills is also really important in an interview and there is some support with that on Cash Alumni but It's also a nice thing for you just to reflect on when you get a chance. It might be a good idea to keep a journal. Write down three good things every day that have happened. Three things that you've had the opportunity to change and to influence. What have you managed to do today that brought a smile to your face or brought you joy? Or maybe things that brought joy to other people. Being able to reflect on that journal at times where you are comparing yourself to a person's specification or looking at things you might want to improve might be a really good tool. Being able to look at that list of reasons that you're great or things that you've been able to tick off your list might be able to help you to reflect on the stuff that you want to do more of and the stuff that you can change for the better. Another good tool is writing down the CPD that you've done How many articles have you read that you've reflected on and that you've done exercises regarding but that are now just floating in the ether? You can write those things down either in a booklet or a journal and pick somewhere pretty to keep that little list of stuff that you've done to develop or you can write it down in an official CPD log. 
There's one on Cash Alumni in your own My Account section where you can keep track of different qualifications and courses that you do, whether that's regulated, non-regulated or completely informal like the learning on Cash Alumni. And it's there with you all of the time. You can look at it when you're feeling a bit useless because sometimes we all feel a bit useless. You can look at it when you want to show someone what you've been doing to develop and the different learning that you've done. It might be that you're being inspected and actually you can bring that CPD log log up on your phone and you can say, look, I've done all these things and show that inspector in your setting that you really are engaged and switched on and looking at being the best you can be for the people that you support. It might be that it's there to remind you of all of the things you've done to develop when you're filling in an application form or putting together your CV. There's loads of reasons to write things down and to keep track, but sometimes it can be difficult to stay on top of it. We can help you with that as well, and we will start sending reminders to keep track of your CPD in those monthly newsletters that come out as long as you're signed up to them in that back end of Cash Alumni Illuminate. There's loads of stuff in the works to bring new features to Cash Alumni and to give you more things to to help and to support, but we'll love hearing from you as well. So if there's anything that you can think of, please feel free to send us an email at alumni at cash.org.uk and we'll always be happy to hear from you. I can keep talking forever about careers and progression and all of the different things that we can do to, to give ourselves a leg up, but really it's all about you and how you want to take those next steps. Is your next step a couple of hours on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, talking to other practitioners in groups like the Nanny Collaborative or as part of hashtags like the EY Tag Team? Or is it an e-learning course or something a bit meatier? Is it joining a professional association or an online community like Cash Alumni? Is it doing a qualification? Do you need a diagnostic like Skills Miner to help you figure out what else might be out there for you? Only you know what the next right step is. And that's okay. There's something there for everyone. Thanks for listening to this different episode of Podcash. It's been really strange to talk for 25 minutes without a guest, but it's also been nice to cover all of the things that we might be able to do to offer you a little bit of support or to help you to explore the sector a little bit further and see where else you can offer some support. You can find us online at www.cashalumni.org.uk. That's C-A-C-H-E alumni.org.uk. And you'll find all of the articles, career information, e-learning, podcasts, and video resources at that address, as well as access to Skills Miner and Cash Alumni's discounts and benefits scheme cashback. I really look forward to welcoming you there and if you've got any questions, concerns or you want to suggest things that we might want to cover in future, you can get in touch with us at alumni at cash.org.uk. Until next time, take care.